You're listening to The Low and No Show, a podcast that tells the inspiring stories from brands and the founders. My name is Johnny Stevens, the founder of Better Without, the app that helps people discover low and no drinks. I'm sitting down with guests to hear their stories, learn about their products and the lessons they've learned. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Low and No Show. I'm here today with Keith Villa. Um, Keith is from Syria Bruin. So hello, Keith. Hi, Johnny. Yeah, thanks for having me on today. I'm from Syria Brewing Company. Syria rhymes with area. And uh, we're here in, in Colorado in the United States. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you very much for joining me today. And I'm quite fascinated. Um, I've you know, been doing some reading bit more into your your background I mean brewmaster for 32 years have I got that right yes yeah 32 years so so a majority of that time if I'm correct was spent with uh, Blue Moon that's right yeah so for 32 years yeah um, I I created Blue Moon Brewing Company back in 1995 Mm -hmm. and and, uh, grew it to become the biggest craft beer brand in the United States and and of course, it's it is part of the uh, Molson Coors uh, network of of breweries. And when I retired. I left it in good hands. So for those folks who who still want a uh, a beer with alcohol, uh, it's it's available uh, pretty much in in uh, twenty five countries around the world. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's a large brand. But uh, myself, I retired and uh, decided that I would uh, focus on non alcoholic beer. Mm-hmm. And, and what was th- that that fascinates me having spent so long obviously producing alcoholic beer what was your reason for shift what was your yeah what was the reason because it was 2018 that you you founded so the the original reason was because uh, my wife and I wanted after I retired we wanted to stay in the the beer world um, and so we first looked at uh, uh, the cannabis world, because here in Colorado, uh, cannabis was legalized recreationally in 2012. Mm. We thought, well, uh, let's try to see what we can do in that world uh, to, to, you know, just have some fun with it. And it's so new, uh, just just try to, to, uh, you know, just get in there and see what we can do. Mm. And the thing we found out was uh, there really were not a lot of beverages available because we were thinking, if we want to do cannabis, let's do it in a way that brings cannabis to the people in a socially acceptable mm-hmm. format. Yeah. Because as, as you and your listeners probably know, uh, smokable items like cigarettes or, or even cannabis, uh, when you smoke it, that's not very social because uh, smoke is, <laughs> again, it's yeah, yeah. not healthy. There are some people who are allergic. Other people have asthma and they just cannot be around smoke. So we thought, Let's do it in a, in a good way that's socially acceptable. So we thought, let's, let's make non-alcoholic beer. Since it's illegal to mix alcohol with cannabis, uh, we said, let's, let's make non-alcoholic beers and infuse them with cannabis. And so that's what we did. And we launched in 2018. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we got in the marketplace with a Belgian white beer, uh, and, and we had a lot of fun. And the next year, we immediately noticed that people kept asking us if our beer was available without cannabis, because 
where um, they said for one reason or another, uh, including those who, who get tested for drugs and all this other stuff, they didn't want to risk their jobs mm. uh, over. And so they said, can you provide it without the cannabis infusion? And we said, of course, because we make it that way anyway, we'll just bypass the infusion and package it. So we did and uh, rolled out uh, our Belgian white mm. and our IPA and uh, people appear to love our products. Mm. They, I've, as a brewmaster, I designed them myself and I, I wanted to make them look, smell and taste like a regular beer. Mm. So I didn't want anything that was watery or lacked flavor. Uh, and and I, they really had to pass my, my tests. And mm. so uh, once we, we got the recipes right, uh, then uh, we went to market and, and we've been selling ever since. Amazing. So the, the current versions don't, don't aren't cannabis infused. Is that, that correct? For the general market, they're not cannabis infused. However, in Colorado, we do still sell some in dispensaries, but uh, it's a very different looking product. Mm. Um, if I may, uh, I'll just show you a couple of cans. Uh, this is our, our general market product, Seria IPA. Uh, you can see the, the uh, logo and the outline of Ceres, the Roman goddess of agriculture. She, she really, uh, her, her profile adorns our, our labels. Um, and it's got a standard opening top. I'm not tilting too much because I'm drinking <laughs> one right now. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah, it's, it's a, uh, and it says non-alcoholic beer. Um, has uh, some of the nutritional information on the label and some of the story, but that's our, that's what you would find if you went to your supermarket and purchased our non-alcoholic beer. The the grain wave is uh, this. It's mm. a belt white and it's got a, a blue band across the top versus the green band and the green box for the IPA. So, but as I said, uh, consumers usually will not get this confused with a cannabis product that they would find in a dispensary, primarily because this is available in supermarkets and, and liquor stores. Yeah. Uh, to get the cannabis version, you have to go to a dispensary and you must be 21 years old. And the cannabis version looks like this. It has sticker, it's a green label, so, so yeah. you can see very different looking. Uh, it has warnings all over for cannabis. You can see the warning right up front. Mm. Um, and it also has a childproof top. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> uh, so instead of the standard top of our, our regular uh, product, it has a, a childproof one, which these childproof ones are very interesting for mm. your viewers who haven't seen them before. Um, normally it, it, it looks kind of like this. And what you do, what you do is you, you pop the top, then you slide it across like that, and then you can drink it. And then you, you can close it up again if you want. Uh, they, these tops are designed uh, and, and they pass uh, rigorous governmental testing uh, to, to ensure that a child of roughly five years old and younger is not able to open, to figure out how to open it. Whereas adult can easily read and figure out that, oh, you, you pull this down and you slide it up. Okay. So, so yeah, so that's why uh, you won't confuse the two. They, they yeah. look very um, the tops are different. They have warnings on them. And this one is only available in dispensaries. Dispensaries are highly regulated. Mm. Uh, you must have your identification before you go in. Uh, but 
uh, there's there's virtually no way somebody can confuse these two products. And, and we do get that question from our, our customers mm -hmm. because some are afraid that they, they say, oh, what if I accidentally drink uh, one with cannabis? And it's uh, the chances of that happening are uh, impossible because the cannabis market in, in the United States and in Colorado is very highly highly regulated uh, to the point where uh, it's it is it's done in separate facilities. The the, the infusion, the packaging, the packaging looks different, mm -hmm. and then the same are conducted in two two different channels. One is the general market channel, and the other is the dispensary channel, which is very highly regulated. So so the chances of, of you accidentally having one are, are really zero. It's not it's not almost zero. It, it is zero. Yeah, yeah. No, it's amazing. And and from a, I mean, we'll we'll come on to the the what I call the normal non-alcoholic, you know, without out cannabis in a sec. But what what trends have you seen with uh, sort of non-alcoholic and you know cannabis infused CBD those products? How have you seen that change in the last eighteen months, two years? There's tremendous growth in that category. Uh, the, the traditional alcoholic beer category has been fairly stagnant for, for quite some time. And um, uh, even with the advent of craft brewers making all these specialty beers, uh, that really hasn't uh, spurred any tremendous growth in the, in the alcoholic category. Uh, in contrast, the non-alcoholic category has seen tremendous growth in, in, the, in the range of about 30 to 40 percent. Uh, that is really uh, almost along the lines of being an incredible growth mm. uh, in a category that has been stagnant for so long. And we think it's due to a number of reasons, primarily uh, the advent of craft NA beers that actually taste good. Mm. Uh, because in the past, a lot of non-alcoholic beers really were not uh, brewed to taste good. They were brewed more or less for corporate responsibility, meaning the brewers did it to show that they were being responsible brewers. Mm -hmm. And East was more, more or less secondary. Yeah. Uh, today uh, is a completely different time. And now brewers such as myself offer beers for sale that don't have alcohol mm -hmm. and that actually look and smell like beer. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason we believe is, is uh, responsible for the growth of NA beers. And secondly, uh, we think another strong reason is due to people caring about their health and wellness mm -hmm. to a much extent now than in previous years. So the health and wellness uh, category or movement, we think is really uh, driving a lot of the sales and the success in, in the non-alcoholic beer world. Amazing. And and with, um, you know, wine back, I guess, probably 10 years, you pr probably would never have thought you'd be creating a non-alcoholic um, beer, I guess, at that, that, that time. But what that process of going, right, I'm going to create this non-alcoholic beer, was it was it more challenging than you, you saw, obviously, having so much previous experience? What was that whole process like? Yeah, it was, it was very challenging because making regular alcoholic beer is a, um, a science and an art that's been studied for many, many uh, hundreds of years, uh, either formally or informally. Uh, and it dates back to the Sumerian times. Uh, some people would argue it even dates back further than that, but at least in regard to uh, 
historical written records, you can actually go to the British, British Museum of, of uh, Natural History and see some of the Sumerian clay tablets that actually have uh, recipes for beer. Uh, and these things are on the, the line of being, you know, 4,000 years old, yeah. uh, take a thousand years. And uh, so, yeah, so, so it's been around for a long time. Non-alcoholic beer is something relatively new mm. and tasting non-alcoholic beer is very new. Uh, it's very challenging. It's difficult to make a craft brew that actually tastes like beer and, and actually mm. is good. So, so it is very, very difficult. Luckily, I learned how to make a lot of unique beers with and without alcohol during my studies in Belgium. Uh, over there, I was there with my wife for several years getting my PhD in brewing biochemistry. And over there, they taught us about non-alcoholic beers. So uh, taking that knowledge, uh, I, I relearned how to make these types of beers, but I also had to figure out how to make them unique uh, in my way, so I did. And uh, we have two proprietary methods that we use at Seria. Uh, the first uh, uses proprietary brewing techniques along with vacuum distillation to remove alcohol down to 0.0%. And then the second way we do it is we have developed uh, a unique uh, patented uh, process for making beers without alcohol and uh, this way also makes beer at 0.0% alcohol oh, wow. that smells and tastes like beer. So yeah, so we have two ways of doing it. And um, for us, it's, it's a, a fun, uh, unique challenge mm. we've met head on and successfully overcome. Amazing. It's, I, I imagine that sort of creation, that process of, yeah, just being able to go, I, as you say that science of how you know how is it going to turn out and then actually tasting it and and i imagine that moment of when you know you've cracked it is like ah oh, winning yes no you're absolutely right well uh, i i don't care what what aspect somebody is working in whether it's computers or automobiles or beer uh, non-alcoholic beer but once you've crack that code it's really satisfying because then you say wow i've done it and uh but with beer, non-alcoholic beer, uh, the reward is is in the glass because you can actually enjoy it. <laughs> you can share it with your mm -hmm. friends and uh, and really have a great time. So uh, a great time without alcohol, I might add. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And that's I think that's the big thing. And, you know, things are changing, lifestyles are, are changing. The great thing, you know, I'm a I'm a real beer lover. I love beer. I love um I love trying different beers. I've, I found it really interesting having given up alcohol, you know, stuff like stouts that I really before didn't like, but actually in a non-alcoholic version, I'm, you know, much more preferring it. Um, yeah, non-alcoholic beer on draft. Being able to try, well, first of all, being able to try more because you don't have to worry about getting drunk, um, but actually just being able to enjoy it. And, you know, as you say, the quality especially over the last two, three years has gone up, you know, amazing amount. And, and I think it's, you know, credit to people trying and, you know, collaborating and, and, and speaking and going, actually, how can we create these great products? Oh, you're, you're absolutely right. And, um, but it is fun because uh, so many people have their own personal reasons mm -hmm. for 
searching out non-alcoholic beers. Some have given up alcohol uh, for whatever reason. Others uh, use it to pace themselves. And, and I, I would argue, or I would suggest that, I, that I'm in that group because I, I still consume alcohol, although not to the degree when I was younger, because personally, I, I'm, I'm tired of uh, waking up with a headache or, or feeling sick um, and just feeling terrible for, for the rest of the day. That's not the way a human being should, should, should live their life. Mm. Um, so for me, I, I pace myself. I, I may have uh, an alcoholic beer and then follow with a non-alcoholic. Mm. Uh, stay uh, with a clear mind and, and uh, wake up the next morning feeling good. Sometimes I do uh, devote the entire evening to non-alcoholic beers, especially if I'm going to be driving. Yeah. Uh, so different reasons for, for drinking non-alcoholic beer, but uh, whatever the reason is, uh, we're happy to be part of that uh, whole industry now. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, it's, yeah, it's an exciting one. It's one that is not going away. I think it's, you know, we, we one of the big things around creating the app was, you know, I saw the, the obviously the rise in it. I felt that actually, you know, the sort of beer, relevant beer apps that are out there actually were unfairly baiting beers. I think that, you know, there's, there's still a lot of people who are very much a beer has to have alcohol in it. And, you know, I'm very much, you know, not that view. And for me, I want, I was very much around, let's create a platform where people who are not drinking, know they're not drinking um, or, or like you, you know, moderating drinking or, you know, not drinking all the time but actually reviewing the product because they want to review the product in that light rather than, you know, the amount of reviews that I read. And it's like, tried this beer, enjoyed it, and then found out it was alcohol-free and hated it. And you're like, but that's just like blows my mind. I, you know, the amount of reviews I see that just, you know, make me go like, what what is it that's so almost offensive to you about non-alcoholic and, you know, because at the end of the day, if they taste the same, what's the, what's the issue? Exactly. It's when people find out a product does not have alcohol, sometimes they're, they're offended because you've fooled them <laughs> negatively. Other people are very pleasantly surprised. So, so in each person is different. So that's why I'm always really careful in how I talk about yeah, our yeah. beers when people drink it, I, I don't want them to be surprised, but I, I always preface it by, by saying that our beer is, is designed to, to smell and taste and look like, like a, a, a real beer mm. because it is, it just happens to not have alcohol. And uh, for me, as a consumer, uh, I enjoy non-alcoholic beer and I enjoy searching them out and, and trying them. Mm. Uh, a, a professional, I make them, but I also judge them and it's, interesting on the professional level because uh, during uh, beer competitions, mm -hmm. non-alcoholic beers, at least in the States, uh, have not been judged for many years. They, they just were never entered into or uh, allowed into a lot of the different competitions. And uh, it's only recently, in fact, last year, the big competitions such as the, the Great American Beer Festival, which is patterned after the Great British Beer Festival, mm -hmm. Last year, they started uh, allowing non-alcoholic beers in, in the non-alcoholic category. Um, however, they did it in a way that was a little bit unfair because they, they said, okay, uh, we're going to create this new category called 
non-alcoholic and low alcohol beers. Yeah. Low, I mean, approximately uh, 4% and lower. And, and when you have an, an, a zero alcohol beer competing against yes. 4%, it's a little bit unfair. Yeah. So a lot of viewers were, uh, were uh, just a little upset. That, yeah, uh, yeah, well, I can, I can see why, because it's, you know, it, there's, no, there's no doubt that the, that, that the alcohol, you know, having, having an element of alcohol changes taste and, and everything. And that's, you know, let, in some ways less so in beer than wine. I mean, wine have got their own, own challenges trying to crack that one in the non-alcoholic world. But yeah, if you've got a 4% against or anything just under 4% against non, it's, yeah, it's not a fair, it's not a fair contest. And I think that's, you know, it's interesting. There's a lot of there was an article I think in Forbes today, which was around sort of no and 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 low and you know what is low and 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 that sort of almost element a bit of confusion as well. Um, for yeah, so so as, as a professional, as a consumer, and as a beer judge, you're right. It's that bit of confusion, um, and uh, but at least uh, they're making progress. Yeah. From my perspective, yeah. as long as they keep making progress, that's fantastic. Um, and, and also, uh, the bit of confusion also arises uh, due to the terminology that's allowed on a label. Um, in the UK, you can call a, a beer uh, alcohol-free if it's less than 0.5% ABV. And here in the States, to call it alcohol-free, it's got to be 0. 0.0. Mm -hmm. If it's not, for example, if it has less than five percent it's called na non-alcoholic beer yeah. so, so that bit of confusion too when someone is searching out a, a 0.0 percent beer they here in the states they search out alcohol free okay. um, but if they just want a, a non-alcoholic then they'll find something that's less than 0.5 yeah so again another uh, point it, of confusion <laughs> it, well, it is and i mean interestingly enough so We've got we've got the added confusion in the UK of um, Europe classes it as 0.5. Officially, guidance in the UK for it to be called alcohol free is that it should be 0.05. Um, but Europe, I say, is 0.5. So it you know some go with that and call it alcohol free, and some you know some are like it's zero zero. So it's a whole like and if if you look at it, I guess. Pro probably why a lot of the big brewers, you Heineken's of the world, you, you know, Diages with Guinness and everything have just gone zero zero is that actually you know where you stand then it's easy. Yes, no, you're absolutely right. Um, although it is difficult to make a beer at zero zero and make it taste good. <laughs> yeah. I, I admit because ours and ours are a little confusing because our, our labels do say non-alcoholic less than less than 0.5 percent although it's 0, 0.0 so because at this point here in the states i don't think the consumers really know the difference between a true zero zero and a less than 0.5 so in the next few months later this year we'll actually switch to to calling out zero zero and say alcohol free mm. but uh, but for now these last couple of years we've been calling ours non-alcoholic uh, although once we mentioned to consumers that ours is zero zero I, i'm surprised at how many people pick up on that and say uh, and they realize then that there is a difference zero zero meaning there's none yeah. less than 0.5 meaning there's a trace of alcohol and when you tell them that people 
they get excited for zero zero yeah. and, and they pick up and say, oh gosh, I, I want to try a zero zero beer. Mm. Um, for some people, whether it's some people who really avoid any alcohol uh, and some, some do it for health reasons, mm. uh, religious reasons, uh, pregnant women are advised to have no alcohol. So a lot of different reasons for that. And um, when they see that our beer uh, is zero zero, that's when a lot of people really uh, latch onto that and say, wow, I want to have some of that zero zero beer. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and the two, your, your two main beers that you, you have, uh, the, your non-alcoholic beers, um, you've obviously got the IPA, you've got the Belgian white. Um, talk to me a bit more about the different flavors, the hops used in, in both of those. Okay, sure. Yeah, the one I'm drinking right now is, is our IPA, the, the one with the touches of green on the label. Um, it's an American IPA uh, brewed to have a, a full body. And uh, actually, this one has about a medium to full body because uh, our full bodied one would be our Imperial IPA, which is not in the market yet. But uh, the, our IPA is brewed to have a medium to full body. Uh, uh, it's brewed with uh, a number of malts, pale malt, caramel malt, to give this rich color mm. in, uh, in a way to have a really rich head. Uh, we don't add anything artificial uh, to it because the beer is only brewed with barley malt, yeast, hops, and water. So, uh, so that's that's it. And on the label, we, we don't say yeast since that's a, uh, in the U.S., yeast is considered a, a processing aid. It, it goes in, it does its job, and then it's finished. Mm. So so we have uh, barley malt, hops, and water on the label. Uh, but because of the brewing, we have uh, the color, the, the body, and, and, um, and yeah, what you get in, in our beer is, is uh, a really rich, uh, deep golden color mm. with a thin, uh, white head. Of course, mine, mine's been sitting around for... Yeah, well, well, when you poured it, it had an amazing head. Yeah, yeah and it, it does have an amazing uh, uh, head stability, foam stability. Mm. And um, so, yeah, it'll, it'll last for quite some time, again, because of our proprietary brewing process. And then uh, when you smell it, you do get a, a nice... Uh, blend of hops on the nose. You get uh, uh, mainly citrus, uh, orange character, a little bit of uh, fresh, freshly cut grass, um, all, all from the hops. Very, very uh, hoppy in the, in the typical, I would say, American way of hopping a beer. And then uh, you get just a, at the end of that, a hint of the, the malt. You get a, uh, a kind of a bready, uh, slightly uh, biscuity, malt character and then as you taste it uh you taste the bitterness because our, our ipa has for those of, of your uh, listeners who are into numbers mm. ours has approximately 40 to 42 ibus uh, international bitterness units which is a measure of the bitterness in the beer uh you might be familiar with some of the beers out there that have you know 90 or 100 mm. ibus uh, those ones are very, very bitter uh, to the point where I, I uh, can have a sip and I'm done because yeah. it's just too bitter. So uh, for me, I like an IPA that has uh, in the 40s uh, when it comes to IBUs just for flavor and drinkability. Mm. So ours has a good amount of flavor, uh, bitterness to balance out the malt character. And, um, and ours is very dry. Uh, there are some uh, 
non-alcoholic beers in the market that have residual sweetness because mm. of the, the process they use. Uh, for me, I, I like my, my wines dry. I like, mm. like beers dry. Mm. I, I don't like a lot of residual sweetness. And so ours are, uh, in this case, this one was fully fermented. So there is no uh, residual sugar and uh, no sweetness. And then the alcohol is removed. Uh, our secondary process, we can make it without alcohol. And uh, again, we like to make our beers very dry mm. so that, so that the, the flavors of the beer come through. So you will get that dry dryness. You'll get the uh, uh, malt character, the bitterness. Uh, and in, in the flavor, you will get the hops too. And this particular beer, again, uh, kind of a citrus orange, freshly cut uh, grass. And, uh, and then in the finish, it lingers on the palate for, uh, for a few seconds, say maybe three to five seconds, then mm. it fades away. So for, from my perspective, it's a, a taste profile that I really look for in an IPA. Uh, and it goes surprisingly very well with foods. Uh, this one goes nicely with a beef dish, uh, whether, whether you're talking a, a steak, a hamburger, um, even pizza. It goes well uh, with dark chocolate. Yeah. Uh, so it's a very food-friendly beer. And then our, our Belgian white, this is our Belgian white. It's, it's brewed with oats, wheat, and barley malt. Yeah. Then it uh, is spiced in the kettle with hops, uh, coriander, and orange peel in a more or less traditional Belgian way. And then we remove the alcohol, or in the case of our secondary process, we, we can also make it without uh, alcohol. Um, and and we, what we try to do is recreate that look and feel and smell of a Belgian white beer. So this one is, is light in body. I would say light to medium body. Mm. Uh, it, it has also a real rich head on it, a nice white uh, foam. And uh, in the aroma, you get uh, orange, uh, from the orange peel, it's very, very fruity and orange-like. Um, I, I sometimes describe it as uh, orange marmalade type of character. Um, and then it gets, you get a hint of the, the uh, wheat and the, the grains, the oats. In the taste, you also get a, a nice orange uh, character from the orange peel. Uh, you get a fruitiness from the coriander. And then you get the malt character that comes through. Mm. And it, again, it's a light to medium body, so it's perfect for the summertime. Um, and then when you finish with that beer, uh, those nice flavors linger on the palate, which they should, and then they gradually fade. That This beer goes very well with spicy foods. So if you like uh, spicy uh, Mexican, Indian, uh, if you go out for a curry, this mm. is a very good to, to wash that down. Um, it also goes well with uh, desserts such as uh, uh, vanilla desserts. Um, and, and of course it goes well with, uh, with pretty much any, any type of fast food. If you like uh, uh, hamburgers or anything like that, it, it goes really well with pizza. Um, so yeah, these are they're really nice beers. And, and, and we are working on other types of beers, but uh, for the moment we just have our two that we're offering our customers because as we are expanding from state to state, mm -hmm. we're currently in 19 states here in the US. And so uh, uh, our goal is to just take these two beers to all the states. And once we uh, fill out the footprint here in the states, then we'll start offering other beers, uh, such as Imperial IPA, a stout, an Imperial stout, 
Um, we've got a whole bunch of different spiced beers to offer. So uh, just, just have some fun with it. But uh, from our perspective, we, we want to really showcase the fact that we're brewers mm-hmm. who care about the quality uh, and the, uh, the, every aspect of our beer. Yeah, which massively comes through that whole description. I tell you, mate, I'm desperate to crack open a beer now. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, the whole flavors and, and understanding that, I mean, you know, that, that, that sense of care and, and what goes into it. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm big into that sort of food pairing and, and you know, it's, it, when you have a meal, um, you know, to have a good beer, to enjoy a good beer, but actually food pairing can make a massive difference on how you enjoy that bit. Um, you know, as you said, and, and it's, you know, I think it's often underestimated how that food pairing works. Oh yeah, you're absolutely right. Because so many people think that you must have alcohol with food. And it's, to me, that's a, a great misunderstanding because you don't need alcohol with food. Uh, it really sells the whole category short because you can pair uh, our beers and, and virtually any non-alcoholic beer and a non-alcoholic wine, you can pair them nicely with foods, mm-hmm. even non-alcoholic spirits. Uh, uh, here in the States, we have uh, a couple of brands. Uh, one is called uh, Tinley's, another is called Liars. These, mm-hmm. these are two examples of spirits that have no alcohol and you can make a, a, a cocktail. Well, they call it a mocktail because it doesn't have alcohol. But to me, that's a disservice because it is a cocktail. Oh, it is. I, I, it, it's, I had this conversation with someone today. I said, you know, it's in my view, it's a cocktail. You know, there's, yeah. as far as I can see, there's nothing in, in, in writing that says a cocktail has to have alcohol in or anything like that. And, and yeah. <laughs> No, you're absolutely right. And so, so it is a disservice. And, and so you can have a cocktail that happens to not have alcohol and even pair that with food. So that's why uh, so many people are surprised to hear that. And uh, when you try it uh, with the right uh, guidance, and guidance is just that, it's guidance. It's, it's a suggestion because everybody's palate is different. We all enjoy food differently. Some of us may or may not enjoy uh, uh, a, a nice steak with with uh, an IPA. We may enjoy it with a Belgian wine or with a non-alcoholic lager, Pilsner, whatever. So, uh, but yeah, with the guidance, you can at least uh, start your journey on pairing NA beers with foods and you find out quite surprisingly and pleasantly that they pair very nicely. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah, it is quite fascinating. It's a big part of something I made sure within the app we put in was that the, the food parents it's something I'm passionate about it's something we're expanding on because I think it yeah it makes it fun it makes it exciting of, of how you can enjoy different beers and and uh yeah you know in, enjoy well not just beers as you say the wines and spirits and, and and everything and so obviously creating beers and the other thing you've got that's very exciting that's coming up is uh is a book that you're releasing so brewing with cannabis so t- tell me a bit more about um about that so yeah, so I, I just uh, finished writing a book called Brewing with Cannabis. Uh, there's been a demand for knowledge on brewing uh, with cannabis uh, throughout the world. And so uh, to address that, I, I wrote a book. It's the first uh, book written on that subject for about 30 years. Uh, but I've tried to uh, write it in a way that is uh, enjoyable to read uh, because 
the, the history of, of why cannabis was made illegal. Uh, it gives uh, a chapter on how to grow the plant if, if you can legally grow it where you live. Uh, and it also talks about how to harvest it, how to make the cannabinoids water soluble so you can put, put them into beverages. Uh, there's even a section on recipes. Uh, and there are several recipes in there uh, where I give uh, uh, the complete recipe on how to make non-alcoholic beers at home. Because mm. a lot of people can't do that, but you you really can make some flavorful non-alcoholic beers at home. Um, the, the I've printed out the cover, but uh, that's kind of what the cover looks like. Mm. It says with cannabis using THC and CBD in beers. But again, like I said, uh, if you're into home brewing, I talk about how to make beers at home uh, with and without alcohol and how to uh, put the cannabinoids into beers. So if you're into CBD, uh, maybe you don't want THC, you want mm -hmm. CBD. Well, I show in there how to make it water soluble and put it into your beverages. Not necessarily beer, but once it's water soluble, you can put it into water or juice, any, any type of beverage and get that nice relaxing feeling uh, to help. For me, I use CBD to help go to sleep because mm -hmm. it relaxes me at night. And uh, sometimes when you're really stressed out, you just want a way to relax without having alcohol. Uh, because with me, I, I can't really drink alcohol to to relax and go to sleep. It'll keep me up at night. And, and in fact, to a lot of doctors and sleep experts, mm. they'll warn against using alcohol as a sleep aid. And they'll tell you that, in fact, alcohol uh, prevents a good night's sleep. So that's why uh, a lot of people I know turn to um, other ways, uh, meditation or even using CBD to help them go to sleep at night amazing well i'm i'm, I'm so intrigued to uh yeah to read the book when it's out i think you said it's um august 1st um it's coming out and i'm intrigued to see it but also yeah for me to uh i did not know you about brewing non-alcoholic beers at home so uh, that is definitely one for me to get the recipe and uh and, and take a look yeah, I think I've got one one uh, recipe for a stout. Well, actually, instead of the regular beers, I uh, I think I've got a recipe for uh, uh, it's a chocolate chocolate stout. I think it was chocolate, stout, and then a porter with uh, here in the states we have peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, enjoy peanut butter, so uh, so I I made a, a, a recipe in there for a porter which has lots of chocolate character with peanut butter so you get this uh, nutty chocolatey uh, beer and then I, I, I talk about how to make it non-alcoholic so you can have a non-alcoholic peanut butter porter and uh, <laughs> have some fun with it and then a non-alcoholic stout where uh, it's brewed with chocolate so you can put I think I have that uh, cocoa nibs and some uh, uh, or cacao nibs and chocolate uh, into the brew kettle. You brew with it. And then uh, I talk about how to remove the alcohol. And then uh, you've got a great tasting uh, beer that you can use as a, uh, with desserts or even on its own. So it's, uh, yeah, it's just a real nice. Uh, oh, that, that sounds very exciting. <laughs> yeah. And that, again, that's if you're, if your listeners are into uh, home brewing and, mm -hmm. and I know some, some aren't, but it really is a fun hobby, yeah. especially when find out that you can make your own non-alcoholic beers at home yeah no i think uh, there is definitely definitely a new activity that i've <laughs> i'm going to be taking up 
Well, great. Yeah. And, and again, that book uh, is available August 1st. Uh, if, you, if you want to see the, the cover, you just go to uh, your, your search engine, whether it's Google or whatever, just type in Brewing with Cannabis, um, or even go to the Amazon website and Brewing with Cannabis, and the cover comes up and says it'll be available August 1st. But uh, yeah, uh, something to, to get readers, those of your listeners who are avid readers, you know, they can add to their, their repertoire of yeah, knowledge yeah. in definitely. regards to beers. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I think that that is a must. And and finally, from, from you, where, where um, obviously you mentioned available in 19 states, and uh, I, w- I won't make you list everywhere that, that, that it's available, but, um, and I know on the app, we have an, a, a number of places, but in terms of your, your website for people that want to find out more, how can they, where can they find you? So um, Instagram, uh, we, we have Instagram and a Facebook site. We've got our, our website. Uh, uh, there are actually two websites. If you go to uh, seriabrewing.com, that one is um, more or less the cannabis website. So if you're interested in, in what a, a cannabis uh, non-alcoholic brewing website looks like, mm. seria.com is that. To go to the specific non-alcoholic, non-infused site, it's called na.seria.com and that's the site where we talk about our na products without cannabis so uh, and again some people don't care for cannabis and, and some are quite offended by cannabis yeah yeah uh, for those of you yeah to go to the na.seriabrewing.com I apologize it's seria brewing so yeah perfect We'll make sure the links are in the in the bios and, and, and everything for you. So, um, yeah, well, thank you, Keith. It's been brilliant to chat and, and talk about the beers and, and, and everything you've done. So we, we look forward to, uh, I'm sure we will speak uh, at some point in, in the future. Love to do that, Johnny. So thank you so much for having me on. And, and again, if you have any questions, uh, you know, as the weeks or months come, go by, uh, please reach out. I'm glad to answer any questions you have that, uh, who knows, you're uh, your listeners may watch the podcast and come up with a, a whole bunch of questions for you. And uh, I'd be glad to answer them so that you can respond yeah. to them and uh, get them the knowledge that they want. And, uh, and hopefully uh, keep them on their journey uh, yeah. with alcoholic beer. Definitely. And, and I say is when, uh, when the book's out, we'll, we'll make sure to uh, yeah, shout out about that too. So yeah, thank you very much. And we will, we will speak soon. Thanks, Johnny. Have a great day. A great 2021 post-pandemic. Exactly, <laughs> definitely. And you and I will speak speak soon. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye.